Hey, Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I love uh, intros where we have to address one another as if we don't know each other. I'm just kidding. Uh, This is going to be our third installment of our Sermon Talkback series. Uh, We skipped last week for Easter, um, not because we didn't think that uh, the sermon wasn't good enough. Uh, We thought that it was actually excellent and that it kind of stood on its own. Um, I encourage anyone that hasn't gone to watch uh, Rob's Easter sermon uh, from last week. Uh, I encourage them to go do so. It was great. Uh, and I thought it was really moving and timely. Um, and we're also going to kind of touch on uh, that sermon was really, um, he even says it, uh, it's more up in the air. It's the broad strokes of, of Easter and resurrection because that's a happy day. Uh, but that, you know, the sermon this week really gets to the, the traction of, of uh, resurrection. It gets us on the road. Um, but before we get into that, uh, which oh, that was the, nice. I, I like that. It gets that, us yeah. on the road. That was good. Yeah, that, that's the title of the uh, sermon. So I like to, to do that like when they do it in movies, you know. Uh, they, ne- they never do it uh, in, in sequels, though. It'd be weird to be like, yeah, like Toy Story 2. Um, so, all right, I digress. Luke, tell us uh, who you are. They know you, but tell us how they can get in touch with you um, yes. as we are physically distant. So, hey, Luke. Uh, one of our pastors. Um, best way to get a hold of me is lingle at centralumc.org. And uh, my cell phone is also on our website. Uh, if you call the church and hit my, um, my link for our church number, it actually rings on my cell phone. So all that's there. And that's a bold so- strategy. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, it's it does it does filter a little bit, which is nice. But you can still reach me that way, and it's really easy. And um, yeah, just missing seeing everybody, but also thankful for uh, all of our connections that we we're able to make uh, virtually. Mm, right on. Well, this week, like I said, the sermon was entitled "On the Road," and it was uh, Rob kind of bringing us to where um, how resurrection is lived out, and he starts uh, by giving a really um, beautiful description of uh, a really sad day for him when they when they did the internment for his father uh, and the experience he had uh, during that and um, you know how holy that experience felt seeing the owl and and everything uh, and he ties that in with um, you know some days uh, it feels like resurrection was actually the hardest like yes we've had Monday Thursday and Good Friday and those are really heavy um, but it almost probably for the first disciples felt like no one really got what was going on. Just like Rob, as he's driving to the church, looking at all these people that are in a park or riding their bicycles. And it's like, none of them really understand what's going on uh, around him. You know, that, that this is like a special uh, day for him or a heavy day for him. And the disciples felt that way. Um, I was just wondering, are you feeling right now during this time that resurrection uh, is, is um, harder to, to grasp onto or um, has resurrection seemed hard during this time of uh, physical distancing or even just this Holy week in general? You know, I'll, I'll start with first, like I thought Rob's metaphor. I mean, does the guy, like, is there anybody better about telling a story? I mean, good I don't gosh. think so. <laughs> like, I, I just want to say that if I get to be yeah. on the server talkbacks, like, good Lord, like what, yeah. a, what an appropriate story. And one of the things that I thought about with it is um, I think we all have difficult experiences that we kind of look around like, why is anybody noticing kind of the metaphor mm-hmm. that he used? But then on the converse, 
I think that like sometimes we have really positive experiences and it's like, why aren't yeah. you happy? Yeah. And, and I think, um, so, so in particular to your question about Holy Week and resurrection and kind of how am I feeling in the midst of this experience that we're all having. Um, and, um, I think for me, Holy Week was one of the most intentional Holy Weeks that I've ever experienced because mm-hmm. In order to get everybody online and have ourselves available and, you know, prayer at noon, we had to be really intentional. And, um, you know, this is something that we've done every year for, or I've done every year pretty much my entire life is had a Holy Week that I participated in. Yeah. And I'm really thankful for how intentional this one was. Yeah. Um, Maybe not for the reason that it was that intentional, mm-hmm. but what I'm wondering what I learned for next year's Holy Week. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to commend you, uh, you know, oftentimes in doing this, I, it's a time for me to kind of pull back the curtain as well for our congregation. Like um, uh, you've probably noticed recently that Steve has a new camera that faces us uh, and it'll look as if Luke isn't looking directly at Rob while he's preaching. And that's because often he's not, he's has, his phone, his iPad, and a computer up in front of him, making sure that all three streams are working simultaneously. And like the intentionality uh, is both challenging, but I think inspiring. Um, So I wanted to commend you on, you know, just how intentional you are about focusing on that and that you are looking at the big picture that this isn't just, we're intentional right now about this, but that, you know, some of these things, uh, though they're frustrating in the moment, will kind of bleed into um, how we remain connected in the future um, when we are back together and, and things are, are different. So I wanted to commend you on that. And I wanted to echo that sentiment that this has been a much more intense intentionality time, you know, <laughs> like yeah. how do we get everything in to try to make it feel like Holy week for our congregation and for ourselves, you know? Thank you. Thank you for that. And, and the other thing that I was thinking um, as far as resurrection that, the, the first part of Rob's sermon reminded me and something I, so um, having had a life experience when our daughter passed away, that was one of those moments, like how are people getting up in the morning? Which I, yeah. I think is probably how the disciples felt when losing, uh, wow. when, you know, losing Jesus that dramatically uh, with, mm. with crucifixion. Um, not just, just in general losing somebody, but mm-hmm. losing somebody that dramatically. It's like, how, how do you even get up in the morning? which yeah. I think is kind of like the walk to a story to a certain extent, like, you know, what rock have you been hiding under? Yeah. Um, and the thing that I'm reminded every year at Holy Week that I hope I don't forget throughout the year is that even the saddest moments bring us opportunity for resurrection. And that's mm-hmm. part of what we learn in the resurrection story. And it, I'm not saying that it's easy. Resurrection is not easy. Yeah. And finding those resurrection moments are not easy, but they are possible. And, and that to me is hopeful. Yeah. And I, that really kind of dovetails into what I was going to ask you next, which is, you know, finding those resurrection moments. And uh, often you can look at others and say, like, how are you missing this? Just like those uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus are saying to this, you know, drifter on the road, like, hey, where have you been? Uh, only then to realize that it's Jesus. And um, this is the part of the sermon that you and I uh, talked about yesterday and today before we got started that we kind of really enjoyed where Rob is um, saying, you know, how are we going to kind of sharpen the tools for recognizing Jesus? Because Jesus 
shows up as a comer or, you know, this, uh, a gardener, all these other things. Um, and then Rob kind of is saying, you know, we have to broaden our view um, and not be siloed. And then he goes on to say, we have to look for the, the re moments, you know, the, uh, the resurrection, the, the rebirth, um, the renewal, you know, and, the, um, and so he was kind of giving us those tools. Uh, and I think, you know, some among us do that better. Like Anne has really been pushing our children to do um, like mm -hmm. a scavenger hunt, like go and look around your house for something that brings you joy or something that reminds you of the love of God. And so this is like broadening our, our children's understanding of what's going on. But I think that Rob was kind of calling us to the same thing. And I, not to speak for you, but I know that you and I say that our, we're relational beings. And, and so for us, we see Jesus in um, the, our relationships with others in the faith and in the, um, in the love that is shared between other people. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, you know, how one on a, on a, a level just during the year, can we as, um, you know, people following Jesus, how can we expand uh, the way that we look for Jesus? And then now during this time of, of separation, when, uh, if that's the way that you look for Jesus is in the gathering, how are we still uh, doing that? How can we still experience Jesus and that resurrection uh, Lord during this time? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, to answer kind of the first way, like how does it happen maybe pre-COVID? Um, I think it, we go back to that intentionality of the time mm -hmm. we spend with, with friends and family and neighbors and coworkers. And then one of the things that I'm learning right now, and I want to caveat this by saying that, that I would not have chosen to learn this this way. I mean, we, yeah. you know, like, I mean, no one chooses a global pandemic and, and all the folks that are suffering because of this in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, that I'm learning is how this is pushing me to slow down. Mm. And I think pushing society to slow down. Uh, we were on morning prayer. I was on morning prayer a couple weeks ago, and, and one of the folks on the call said, will we, will we just step right back on the hamster wheel after all this is over? Or will mm. we pay attention? And one of the things I think about with that is how we pass people during the day and never actually see them. Mm -hmm. um, whether it be somebody in the office where we work or somebody at school or somebody where we go out to eat or uh, a grocery store. And I wonder how this experience could inform our ability to slow down and actually see people. Yeah. Cause that's part of the question right on the, the road to Emmaus. Yeah. Like, like Jesus is there and he, he illuminates yeah. the scripture and it wasn't until the breaking of bread that he was actually seen. And on the one sense, like maybe, maybe God looks different to us at different times. And on the other sense, yeah. like the disciples were so caught up in their thing that they couldn't see. And, wow. and I wonder if there's yeah. something we can learn from that. I think that's really well said. Have you considered, uh, you know, preaching or uh, being a minister <laughs> as a vocation? Uh, no, no I, I, that's a really great way to, to say that, that, you know, perhaps they didn't recognize him because he was looked different or perhaps it was because 
they were engulfed in the weight of what was going on and the movement uh, and the speed of all these things that they just missed the person that was, that was the closest to them. I think that's really, really well said, but it does bring us to my, my last question and kind of what Rob's sermon title was about. And uh, he said, you know, he didn't come to this on his own through reading commentaries he got here, but, um, that it's interesting that this encounter with Jesus took place on the road, you know, and so many others, you know, they took place on the beach or behind closed doors and everything, but that the road uh, as the, the uh, setting for this um, encounter with Jesus is important because the disciples were people of the road. Jesus had sent them out, you know, he'd already given them kind of the tools to, to living off the road um, and that they were kind of called you know, the early Christians, this early movement was called the way or, you know, almost the people of the road that, you know, like they were a group of people that knew this setting intimately. Um, and, and Rob brings it all together, as he always does, by saying, you know, how church becomes church, how we become um, the body of Christ in the world is when we take what we've learned and, and we take the resurrection and we put it on the road, you know, and that we, we, we give this big idea um, of, of uh, the love of God that uh, could not be nailed down um, and could not be hid away in a tomb. And we take that really heady, big idea and we put it into action on the road. Um, and so uh, Rob goes on to say, you know, this is what it means to love your neighbor, to kind of do the works of, of the church. and um, I just want to know, uh, because I think that that is so powerful and I agree with him, but how do we do that? How do we bring church to the road when many of our roads or ways to get to the road are closed right now, you know? Um, right. right. Now the roads are, are moving a lot quicker. You can get, you can get from South Asheville to town lickety split, but what does it mean? <laughs> 26 you know, is not packed. Um, no, 26 is uh, smooth sailing. But what does it mean to bring it to the road, you know, to do these things? Yeah. Um, so I think part of what um, I think about in this passage and in what Rob preached on the road is I try to remember, like, I try to remember what Jesus was doing in Jerusalem. So it's kind of twofold. One is he was in the gospel, he talks about he set his face for Jerusalem to fulfill the prophecy. Part mm -hmm. of that's becoming the Messiah. And then the other part is, is that he's going to Jerusalem on a pilgrimage. Because yeah. Passover was a pilgrimage for um, Jewish folks every is, is a pilgrimage yeah. to Jerusalem for, for Jewish folks every year. And part of, of what I think is intriguing with this line of thought is um, pilgrimage theology has been so reforming and reshaping for me over the last few years. And what does it mean when we remember that uh, we follow a pilgrim Messiah? Mm. And, um, and so it's less about um, getting back out on the roads that we were on before all this had happened and more about reframing our lives and seeing our existence as a pilgrimage mm -hmm. and how we experience the world is, is how we pilgrim um, mm -hmm. towards the places God is calling us. And, and 
recognizing that part of that pilgrimage is how we love God and love each other. Mm. And, and, and getting back to kind of the question that you were raising is how is it that we love each other well during this time? Um, and I think that's such an important question. It's one that um, each of our staff members, you and Anne and Andrew and Lisa and um, our office staff have all, I mean, program office all across the board have been asking it's how do we love each other well, whether it be a phone call or a note. And, and then part of me began wondering, like, why we ever stop those things? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, we used to, we send notes to people. I mean, I watched the last dance yeah. last night, the first two episodes of Michael Jordan. And he talked about getting stamps from his mom so we could send letters back and forth. Yeah. And, and how personal that is and intimate. Yeah. And yet, and yet we don't do those things, but we're so supposedly more connected. Like, I, I yeah, mean, this is a real opportunity to rethink that and how we journey together, which is why the pilgrim theology lens, I think, is so important. And yeah. not to like be too previewy, but this is exactly what we're going to talk about this week in, in our in our sermon this coming week. Uh, yeah. When you and Lisa and me and Rob all have a conversation about how we love God and love neighbor on this journey yeah. that we're all on together. Yeah. Which uh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't give away too many secrets, you know, before we get to, to preaching. Cause I know that uh, everyone really likes the conversational sermons. And I know that we do as well, because there is so much planning and intentionality and also so much just off the cuff. So I'm glad that you, you gave a, a nice succinct preview without giving away uh, kind of what we're doing. But I, I think that's really well said, and especially when talking about, you know, uh, if you look at the first question and this last question, kind of our answers, the intentionality that we've had, and we, you know, we're really connected to people, but um, we're only connected in for smaller amounts of time during the week. We're hardly seeing people or, or because we're all so busy with our own lives. And, and now, because we've been able to slow down, we're realizing um, that we, we were connected, uh, but now that we're, we've lost some of those other things, we need to reconnect in ways that we used to. Um, and I think that Central, as a church, we've been really, really trying, uh, and I, we talked about the, the program staff, but I know that our Stephen ministers and others have really lent their voices and um, the ways that they can help us and other people just sending us notes at the church um, has just been, it's, it's really inspiring to, for me to see that we are still trying to get out on the road together. We're still trying to, whether that's physically or virtually, we are trying to journey on the information superhighway uh, to one another. You know, we are really trying to, to make these things, these inroads, so to speak, but, well, that's, I only had three questions. I, I told you I'd get you out of here quick. But I did want to say uh, I'm very thankful for your leadership and vision for our church. Um, one of the reasons that we are able to connect in the ways that we are is because uh, we kind of saw not where this thing was going, but we saw that we were going to need to be nimble. Um, and uh, your leadership really helped us there. And you and Rob kind of shepherding us. Uh, in the right direction. So I'm very grateful for that and for you taking time uh, to talk to me today. Um, 
which, you know, I wish we could have done this podcast playing around the golf, but the video component kind of hinders that, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get our, um, what are those the video recorders that like move up and down really easy? We'll get us one of those or something. Yeah, I'll get us one of those, something real stable. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, thanks Luke, Patrick. I'm this very, is great, I'm man. very thankful. Of course. I'll talk to you soon. See you later, man. Thanks. All right. Bye.